0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At this point, most shows are winding down. Roy is just getting started. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm still thinking about that uh, the email that I received from Calgary, or if there's an email that really encapsulates why this issue of chronic pain has to be taken so dramatically seriously, incredibly seriously, that email tells the story. It really does. Uh, you know, I was gone for pretty much the month of August, at a very significantly enjoyable vacation and uh, I was able to hook up again and meet two of my cousins who I haven't seen for 57 years we were little kids and uh, we were just kids in Europe the last time we saw each other and my cousins located me five years ago since that time we've communicated by way of phone and and email and, and text But I I drove out to Vancouver, and I had the opportunity to meet with uh, Gail and her family and uh, Diane. There's a whole lot of family that I still have to meet. My family, I guess. And uh, we had a a really terrific time. So before the end of this hour, I'm going to have them come on the show for just a couple of minutes. And then when I left Vancouver, I drove down through Washington State and uh, through Oregon, through the Badlands, and then uh, all the way down through Idaho into Nevada, and about an hour through Nevada into Wendover, Utah, which is the site of the Bonneville Salt Flats where the world land speed records have traditionally been set for race week, where an old high school buddy of mine uh, who lives in Oregon was was there with a car he built. Now, unfortunately, minutes after I arrived, his engine basically gave up the ghost. And I, I don't know that I'm responsible but we'll ask him, because uh, he's going to join us as well, whether he holds me responsible for what happened. Well, great visits. And I just want to, this for a couple of minutes before the uh, end of the hour, or at the end of the hour, introduce you to my family members and to my uh, old high school friend. But I want to start the hour with this. You and I have been listening to, we've been watching, we've been touched by... Uh, and affected by what's gone on in Houston. As those people have, uh, in that city, the fourth largest city of the United States, have have suffered and continue to suffer because of Hurricane Harvey. Unusual hurricane that um, hit the coast and then went back out to sea and came back in, and you you know the story. But we've also seen video of volunteers with boats and volunteers who just did whatever they could to save people, to save lives, to help people get away from the water, to just provide them with an opportunity to escape the deluge. And they became known as the Cajun Navy. So last night I was going through some stuff at home and thinking about what I would talk about on the show today and in this hour particularly. And I came across a post that has gone viral online, and it's from uh, conservativereview.com. And it has to do with, well, let me just tell you what the headline is. This viral post captures Houston heroes so perfectly you will cry. So I read this, and I I thought, I, I have to. I have to share it with you today. Because it's become so convenient... To look at these people who are the heroes and see them as caricatures. So have a, have a listen, and this is this was written by Chris Pandolfo of the Conservativereview.com. A viral Facebook post making the rounds on social media asks readers to pause and reflect on the unsung heroic man of Houston, Texas, in the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey's devastation. Let this sink in for a minute. Hundreds and hundreds of small boats, pulled by countless pickups and SUVs from across the south, are headed for Houston. Almost all of them driven by men, Cayman Sarton posted on Friday. They're using their own property, sacrificing their own time, spending their own money, and risking their own lives for one reason. To help total strangers in desperate need. The volunteer response to help rescue people from the flooding is by all accounts overwhelming. Ordinary people set out in boats, and kayaks, even refrigerators, braving hazardous conditions to try to save lives. Thousands have signed up to volunteer. With Red Cross and other disaster relief organizations, donations are pouring in. The Cajun Navy deployed. Most of them are by themselves, Sardin's Post continues. Most are dressed like the redneck, duck hunters, and bass fishermen they are. Many are veterans. Most are wearing well-used gimme hats, T-shirts, and jeans. And there's a preponderance of camo. Most are probably gun owners, and most probably voted for Trump. Individual Americans didn't wait for the government to come to help people before seeing a need and rising to the occasion. These are the people the left loves to hate, the ones Maddo mocks, the ones Marr and Oberman just know they're so much better than, says the Post. These are the quiet ones. They don't wear masks and tear down statues. They don't as a rule march and demonstrate. But they'll spend the next several days wading in cold, dirty water, dodging gaiters and water moccasins and fire ants, eating whatever meager rations are available, and sleeping whenever they can in dirty, damp clothes. Their reward is the tears and the hugs and the smiles from the terrified people they help. They'll deliver one boatload and then go back for more. An estimated 779,000 Texans another 7,000 Louisianans were forced to evacuate their homes as Harvey dumped 24.5 trillion gallons of water on both states. About 200,000 households are without power in Texas, another 11,000 in Louisiana. Recovery will take years, and American men will be there to help through it. When disaster strikes, it's what men do, real men, heroic men, American men, and then they'll knock back a few shots or a few beers and with like-minded men they've never met before and talk about fish or ten-point bucks or the benefits of hollow-point ammo or their F-150. And the next time they hear someone talk about the patriarchy or male privilege, they'll snort, turn off the TV, and go to bed. In the meantime, they'll likely be up again before dawn to do it again until the helpless are rescued and the work's done. They're unlikely to be reimbursed. There won't be any medals. They won't care. They're heroes. And it's what they do. So, I, I was just thinking about so many times, so many times over the last years, I've been frustrated, I've been annoyed, I've been angered, I've been disappointed at the caricatures and the the mean-spiritedness that's been directed toward men. We're targets of convenience. And, And we don't complain. We just let it go on. We should complain, but we don't. It's not what we do. But whether it's Houston, Texas, whether it's in uh, New Orleans, whether it's flooding in Calgary, whether it's forest fires in Alberta or British Columbia, guys will step up. And I just want to say that I'm proud of these men because they remind me of how i feel about life they remind me about what we're supposed to be as as men who we're supposed to be the actions we're supposed to take and i know there'll be people who'll say well he's being you attach whatever level you uh, label you want it doesn't matter there is something in innately this part of the DNA of decent men, of good men, that makes us want to stand up and help when somebody needs it. Now, on the other side of the equation, there was a guy by the name of Kenneth L. Story. Mr. Story is a visiting professor of sociology at the University of Tampa. Professor Story decided to tweet this. I don't believe in instant karma, but this kind of feels like it for Texas. Hopefully this will help them realize the GOP doesn't care about them. Instant karma for Texas, Hurricane Harvey wrote Professor Story. Thank you, Professor. He got fired, by the way. Slate Magazine wrote an article with the headline, Houston doesn't showcase America at its best. They got hammered, and they had to retitle it. There was a cartoon that was run um, in Politico which showed a looks like a military helicopter and uh, a Wild West cowboy in a rescue basket. Angels sent by God, and beside them, beside him is a, looks like a, a raft of some kind, in which it says secede. And uh, the caption from one of the people on the raft is, er, actually Coast Guard sent by the government, not angels sent by God. Politico dele- deleted the tweet of the cartoon after a wave of angry backlash. And then there were the morons who went after the shoes of Melania Trump, and you could line all of them up magazine after website. Oh, she was wearing heels, how inappropriate. This article goes on to say, except she didn't. As Stephen Miller pointed out for Fox News, the First Lady walked about 200 feet from the White House portico to Marine One, the helicopter in those shoes, and it inspired an 890 word article in Politico criticizing her footwear. Of course, when the uh, President and the First Lady arrived in Texas, Melania had changed into appropriate footwear rendering articles at slate the daily beast the new york times and vanity fair and countless moronic hot takes on twitter irrelevant so what you hear now is me throwing those comments into the trash and I'll hang on to this this piece about the real men about the cajun navy kind of makes me feel like you know what make me feel like it was a sort of a mini dunkirk my number is 800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. I don't know what you want to say. Maybe nothing. Maybe something. But there are good guys. Lots of good guys. And I'm proud of these good guys who did what they did in, in Houston. And there were Canadians among them. 800-263-2428 is my number. 800-263-2428. What impacted that uh, Did that post have on you? We'll come right back.